0: Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Busyness and feeding the anxious fire. So much of what we do in life can feed the anxious fire within us or it can calm it down. So today I wanted to talk about the relentless urge to be busy. Let's get into it. Sometimes we can get caught up in equating our work or our production or our getting things done with our worth, with our self-worth. And when we would equate our work with our worthiness, I think that's a setup for a lot of discontent, a lot of inner struggle, and a lot of extra anxiety. We can have different kinds of stresses in our life, remember, and they all do the same kind of feeling inside of us. But it is our attitude that looks makes it look different. It let us look at things differently. Remember, we can have stress from struggle and we can have stress from excitement, but one is going to feed us, although it may tire us, but it is going to keep us mentally more with it, more content with our lives, more willing to be happy and joyful than the stress from struggle the attitude of that, of being stressful from continuous struggle or from one struggle after another, the attitude of that and our inner way of looking at it can begin to wear us down. And often that stress from struggle can come from equating our work with our self-worth. Like all of our other actions in life, uh, and what we do. Being mindful of our busyness, being mindful of it and conscious of it can help us make a transformation from simply being busy to having a life of purpose, of living on purpose. We will use our attention and our mindfulness to begin to notice the patterns of possible addiction to being busy. If we are in a deep unconscious state, we can be actually addicted to being busy. And so it is with our attention and our mindfulness that we begin to see and be able to notice the patterns of busy addiction. So let's Turn on. This is what we do here. We work very hard at becoming more and more mindful of our days, of our lives. By just becoming mindful of our breath in our meditation, we begin to become familiar with what it is to be paying attention on purpose. And that's what mindfulness is. When we take that same ability to be mindful of our breath, to notice it with consciousness, to be aware. When we take that into the other parts of our life, we have the gift of being able to see it clearly and not be unconscious and just going through the motions. That's where a lot of busyness comes from, just being unconscious and going, 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 doing, 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 because there is this possible place where you equated your worth with your work and being busy and getting things done. We may be unconsciously equating our own self-worth with our productivity in our lives, which is uh, really a slippery slope into a possible despair, if not just stress and struggle, but despair if or when. We become unable to perform, such as with illness. Many people deal with so much stress and struggle from being ill and not being able to get done what they think they quote should be getting done from being sick, from being ill. We need to examine this because we're already ill. We're talking about a second arrow here already ill. You don't feel good. Your body needs rest and repair. It can be from a multitude of different reasons, accidents, illness, whatever. You're down. You can't get your usual duties done. And I run into so many people who are feeling extreme guilt over this. There's a lot of guilt and shame that comes from not being able to do what they are expecting of themselves. This is most likely coming from ourselves, not from those around us. And this happens to all of us. We all get trapped into this. It's a culture that we live in of what you produce is what you're worth. But the reality is we are all worthy, and we need to be able to sit with that and be comfortable with that in order to stop spinning these wheels of busyness. Now, besides being sick, another reason that you could possibly not be being productive is because of aging, which is something we will all do. If we hang out here long enough on the planet, we're going to get old. And that begins to slow you down and you maybe can't do the things you used to do or maybe it brought on a physical reason for you to be able to not be able to do everything you could do before and you have to compensate. Life circumstances in and of themselves can can hold us back from being able to accomplish everything that was on our list, from being able to do everything that we thought we needed to do. And so it's very dangerous to keep ourselves in the equation of work equals worth. We want to examine that because we have so much more to be giving. And first, we have to give it to ourselves and give ourselves permission to be able to rest and heal if that's what we need to do to compensate for our age or illness or any particular life circumstances that have come along that have had you not being able to do everything you used to be doing. Remember, we are human beings, not human doings. Another thing I wanted to say about life circumstances, maybe holding us back from getting everything done that we wanted to. One of the things is that sickness, aging, or life circumstances, life circumstances beyond our control, may be holding us back. And much of what happens in our life is beyond our control. Now, when you have anxiety, control is like the Holy Grail. That's what you want the most of. You want to be able to control things because then it's this idea that if I control it, I I know what's happening and everything is going to be okay. Well, we need to let go of that because much of life is beyond our control. And it's okay to grapple with this right now. It can feel really uncomfortable to begin to let go of control. It is challenging for those of us who have an anxious mind or are suffering with anxiety panic. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. We may have things that are called unconscious agreements, and these may be playing out if you're having difficulty getting yourself to come down a little bit from the busyness wheel of keeping that busyness wheel going. For an example, um, you could be thinking, if you work really, really, really hard, you'll get to heaven. Like that's a, an, a, an old one, right? That's that thinking that if I work really, really hard, I will get to heaven, or I will ha- be a good person, or I will not be looked at as lazy or unmotivated because we have a fear that if we do not do, 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 that we will become lazy, that we will become unmotivated. But there is a little bit of a juxtaposition here because when we are busy, we are leading a very unexamined life, and we may not even be doing things that need to be done or that are the the best in the best interest of ourselves or our families our communities or our world at large we could just be caught in the busyness trap another possible unconscious agreement may be something like needing to take action immediately we have an emergency reaction to go take action with everything that comes up now, I know from talking to many of you who listen that that is a struggle. There is this emergency reaction. Let me just go take care of it. Okay, I'll let me take care of it. And what happens then is that we are detached from what we really might choose to do or not do. We're reacting. We're not giving ourselves that space that we talk about here, that space where we can make a decision on what our action or uh, no action might be. But because we act out emergency reaction, we are detached from what we are really desiring in our lives and what we might really choose. And of course, this emergency reaction uh, feeds the anxious fire, substantially. That fear-based emergency reaction just feeds the fire. And next thing we know, we're, we're wrapped up and we're tight again, right? The muscles become tight. Our shoulders are creeping up towards our ears. We have butterflies in our stomachs. We may get our little twitch. Everybody has different kinds of sensations and occurrences that happen when their anxiety is fueled by the fire of an emergency reaction, but that is definitely throwing gasoline on your anxious fire. So you want to be able to, I have a couple of tips in a minute, but you want to be able to actually be aware of what it is you are doing. Even when you feel that urge to do an emergency reaction, go take action right now, no, this is where we want to split open a little bit of space if we can. And I know that we can. Oh, another word about the fact that when we when we act out of this emergency reaction and go take action, we are not splitting open that space where we can make a decision, where we can choose. And this is the one place in our life where we do have control. So we want to foster this. We want to take care so that we can split that space a little bit wider open because this is where we do have control. We're so looking for it in places where it doesn't exist and then being frustrated and uptight because we don't have it. But where we do have control is where we choose from the stimulus to the action there's a space. And that is where we have control over our lives, over what we decide to do or not do. So the best thing to think about here is that you won't take action until you can feel centered. Like don't feel off the cuff, raging out of just habit We want to be able to say, wait a minute, okay, let me grab a a breath here, at least have the space to have one breath and feel centered, come back to center and then make a, a, a choice. What we're looking for here is eventually having a baseline of peace. And we can get to this baseline of peace by beginning to release our grip over the attachment of being so busy. So what we want to do is unravel the attachment to busyness. I have four ideas here. First thing we want to do is to slow down. Our physical manifestation of speed when we are moving at high speed actually can set us off into thinking this is the speed we have to go and our mind starts racing right along with it. So the one thing, if you can't control your mind at the time, you can control your physical speed just slow down. Just slow down. This you can do. You can actually make yourself do this. Slow down. The second one is to actually do less. I'm not going to elaborate too much on that because it's pretty simple. But if you have things on your plate and you're feeling overwhelmed and you don't see space, I hear people tell me all the time, I do not have 10 minutes a day to meditate. I don't have it. And it's easy to fall into that because we are giving, 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 going, going, going. What is the old saying? If you don't have, well, it was about an hour of meditation. If you don't have an hour to meditate, you need two. So I could say that here too. If you don't have 10 minutes to meditate, you need 20 Because you are already stuck in the cycle of busyness, doing, doing, doing. So find something that you can take off your plate, something you can take out of your schedule, do less. And when you really start to be conscious and aware of this, you're going to start to notice that there are many things that you are doing that you're not, you've not really been conscious of. And it's like, oh, I don't really need to be doing that. So check it out. Take some time. Slow down. Look at your schedule, look at your calendar and see if you can do less. The third one is to say no. Now, this might be difficult. And I know that it's difficult because it's something that I struggled with being able to say no. Um and it really will just get you in a bind if you cannot say no. Don't worry if when you start to add this in, find places where you can say no. It is very much easier to change a no to a yes than to change a yes to a no. So try being a little bit more willing to say no. Try it out. You can always, uh, Come back and say, Hey, changed my mind. I actually can do that for you. Or, Yes, I I do want to do this thing. But try a few no's on for size and see how it feels. It takes a lot of practice, but it will free you up and you will learn so much about yourself along the way. The fourth one is to take a different action than you normally would. So, We've talked about that here before. Actually, on podcast number 157, that's 157. You can listen to that one. For more information on doing the opposite, that uh, podcast, I believe, is entitled Responding Versus Reacting. But we talk about taking a different action, about actually doing the opposite of what you normally would. Again, we're trying this on for size and we're seeing what happens when I do things differently. What happens when I actually pay attention to what I'm doing or maybe not commit so much. Say no instead of yes. So give that podcast a try too if you want more information about responding versus reacting. Our anxious mind tells us everything is urgent, only we can take care of it. This is absolutely necessary. But when we get centered and we decide from a place of being centered, we can then see that those statements are not true. Urgency, necessary, only we can take care of it. Those are being driven by anxiety. And it's very easy to slide into this. It's not uh, anything more than just needing to be more mindful and bringing our conscious awareness to what we're actually doing and how we're talking to ourselves. When you start to look, you're going to be able to actually Instead of responding to everything that your mind is telling you is urgent or necessary or that only you can take care of, when you sit with that for a moment, you begin to be able to see underneath it and see what is the fear. What is the fear that I'm feeling that I think I need to take action on right away? Locate that fear under the sense of urgency and go toward it. Sit with it sit with it, but don't analyze it. You just want to be with it and feel the feelings that come with it. Feel the emotions that come with it. It's okay. Just don't have to go into a place of analyzing, which is another tendency that we. I won't get into that right now, but love yourself through it. Go toward it, sit with it, and love yourself through it. See if you can feel the desire to say, something like i'm ready to do something different i'm ready to do something different so i'm going to i'm going to go toward this fear this instead of doing the urgent thing i'm going to see what's underneath that i'm going to feel this fear or discomfort and i'm going to sit with it i'm ready to do something different one of the very deep lies that the mind tells is one of its favorite sayings is you're worthless I hear this a lot and we've all had that feeling. We know what it feels like to feel worthless and that you need to earn your way to being worthy, which is by the mind standards it never arrives. There's always uh, the carrot just keeps being in front of you. You never never get the carrot. You just keep running toward it. That's a deep lie that the mind says and the more in tune we get with our mind and the more that we can bring our awareness and our mindfulness to it, we begin to see what's true and what is not. We don't need to believe every thought that goes through our head. I hope that this has been helpful for you. You know, I always feel so blessed to have been able to spend this time with you. So I hope you know how much I appreciate you. And now for today's quote. The rush and pressure of modern life are a form of perhaps the most common form of contemporary violence. To allow oneself to be carried away by a multitude of conflicting concerns, to surrender to too many demands, to commit oneself to too many projects, to want to help everyone in everything, is to succumb to violence.